Blog Talk Radio.
You see, it's not about our feelings, and it's not about our thoughts. It's about him. And once we get our sights realigned and we realize that our feelings and our thoughts cannot become an idol in our lives, then we do much better. We do much better when we do not allow our fears, our foolishness, our thoughts, our flesh, our emotions, our pride, our childishness, our stubbornness to run the show. When we don't allow for that, we do a lot better. Amen? When we take authority, dominion, and power over those things and we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ and we release the intent, purpose, will, and word of God over ourselves, things change. So I want to encourage you, if for any reason you become discouraged or disheartened, that it's not about your discouragement and it's not about your disheartening. It's about the blood of Jesus Christ. And the day you finally decide that the blood of Jesus is more important to you than what you feel and what you think, you will have become completely victorious. The day that you finally decide once and for all that what happened on Calvary is more important to you than what you're feeling what you're thinking, what you're facing, what you're experiencing, you'll be victorious in Christ. Because you see, the Bible calls us to live just that way. And not occasionally, not temporarily, but always to live just that way. Pleasing God is our ultimate goal. Amen? pleasing ourselves. And that's one of our holdups. We want to please ourselves. We want to reach our goals. We want to have that that plan that we had in the back of our heads for our lives. Well, a wise person surrenders that plan to the Lord. When they come to the Lord, they surrender their own plan, their own ambitions, their own goals, their own desires. And instead, they receive the garb of a servant, a servant who is here to please the master. That's what Jesus did. He turned himself in so that he could be free to obey his father. He could be free to be led by the Holy Spirit. And so that's the example that we're called to follow, saints. That's the example that we are called to follow. Amen? I hope that many of you have decided that that's what you're going to do. I hope that you've chosen that plan. But if not, you still have time. You still have time. Please take advantage of it. By all means, take advantage of it. 
Take advantage of that time to yield yourself completely to the Lord. Take advantage of that opportunity to deny yourself. Take advantage of that opportunity to take up your cross and to follow him. It's why you're here on earth. I know you thought you were here for some other purpose. Well, maybe there's some things, as Ephesians 2.10 says, some good works that you're called to do as well. But that's your point, you see. Your point is to please the Lord, not to necessarily please yourself. When our desires line up with his desires, we will receive the desires of our heart because it's the desire of his heart for us. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. It's encouraging to know that the saints really do understand that the Lord really comes first. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I pray that you're having a a very good fast here and that you're being successful. And I've been reading, you've been reading, we've been eating what's, what's allotted and saying, that was good, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, seems like there was something I wanted to, oh, yes, I know what it was. Uh, in the MIC radio chat, I placed two articles. And I think another note or two. And uh, at your first available opportunity, I want to encourage you to scroll up and read those two articles and um, whatever that was I put there. I forgot what it was now because after I did it, I kind of forgot about it. But it was important. Oh, it's an FYI. That's it. It's an FYI. Right from the pastor's desk. Amen? Amen. So, I want to praise the Lord and thank you. Yeah, one of them was about firearms. So, I'm sure some of you will go back and read that. Then there was another one after that. And it's important, too. You know, the Lord uh, is is um, giving us information that some of us have not been exposed to before. We didn't have that opportunity um, when it came around. Some of that information we just weren't around to know about or we were too preoccupied with living to, to be aware of it. And so the Lord is kind of filling in some of the gaps for some of us that haven't heard about those things yet. So it's, uh, it behooves you to go back and, and read those things and maybe even to become refreshed on them. Because life is um, not about a theory. Life is is lies. This isn't Memorex. We're lies. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, thank you, Jesus. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And I hope that you have remembered to pray for all of those who are experiencing natural disasters in their state or in their nation, wherever they are. Because, you know, the globalists are still trying to tell you that they're having global warming, but they're going to have to have it without me. 
Amen. <laughs> they're just still trying to tell you that they're having global warming, but they're going to have to have it without me. I don't know how you feel about that. So we're going to go ahead and pray and ask the Lord to bless us and ask the Lord to help us. Amen. And ask the Lord to speak to us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the truth. You have given us your word. Your word is truth. You've given us your Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. And we want to thank you for what you've done to open our eyes, to make us aware, to give us light instead of darkness, to cause us to become alert, and to deliver us from dullness of mind. We want to thank you, Lord, for helping us to grow and to accept and to receive, and to, even though shocked sometimes, know that you're not leading us for blind alley. We want to thank you for expanding us and causing us to see the world from a different perspective and to see our part in it differently than what we've seen before. It's good to know that the prayers that we pray here at Miracle Internet Church affect people all over the globe. What we do here is significant to the kingdom of God. It's significant here on the earth, and it changes things. Prayer to you, Lord, does change things. We want to thank you that you attend to our prayers, that you Open your ears and you receive what we have to say and that you answer us and sometimes far more speedily than we expect. We honor you. We reverence you. We worship you, Lord. And we acknowledge that victory indeed belongs to Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for humbling us, Lord, bringing us out of our world of preoccupation and self-indulgence and back on our knees, back on our faces, prostrate before you, calling on your name, believing in your word and in your power. We want to thank you, Lord, for keeping us in the secret place of the Most High, We want to thank you for giving us worship, worship that stills the avenger, worship that stops the devil in his tracks, Lord. We give you praise because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds of the enemy. We want to thank you for teaching our hands to war, teaching us to war, and teaching our fingers to fight. Thank you, Lord. And 
teaching us that our fighting can be done in the global prayer warriors' prayer room. And when our brethren and sisters in Christ come in agreement with us, we have the victory that we have sought in you. We want to thank you, Lord, that you don't overlook one prayer request. So we encourage our brethren to add their prayer request to ours, and we will add our agreement to your decisions concerning their prayer request and the scriptures that pertain to their needs. We give you praise, Lord. You're a powerful God. You're the powerful God, mighty in battle. We thank you for the strength of your love flowing through us to you and to others, but especially to those who are of the household of faith. We thank you for moving upon our hearts to bless our sister and her son in their season of bereavement. We want to thank you, Lord, for the prayers that you have given us concerning those that were attacked by a hurricane. Lord, we declare, turn this around, and you'll make all of those who walk with you through this situation, through this difficulty, stronger, more powerful, and more joyful than they ever were before. We want to thank you, Lord, that every single victory is important, whether it's 2 pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever the victory. It's important because it's a victory that we received and obtained in Christ Jesus our Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for our faith increasing. We want to thank you, Lord, that we're learning to trust you more. We want to thank you, Lord, that you keep telling us to get our eyes off of the circumstances and put them and fix them upon you. We want to thank you, Lord, for teaching us that we don't make our decisions based on circumstances. Our decisions are made from the word of God. It's what you have to say that makes the difference, not the circumstances, not our I thoughts, not our I will, not our understanding, but from you. Our vantage visions come through you. So we ask you, Lord, to shore us up where we are weak and make us stronger in you. We thank you for every tribulation, every trial, every challenge, every issue, every problem, every circumstance that has faced us. Without those things, Lord, we wouldn't have sought you the way we have. We want to thank you for every stumbling block, every hindrance, every, as it's called, pain in the neck that we've experienced. We learn to trust you through these things. We learn the word through these things. We learn to see you through different eyes through these situations. So, Father, we thank you that no matter what comes our way, no matter what the enemy may do, no matter what people may do, 
You're our hero. You are our hero. And our eyes and our hearts are fixed upon you. You are almighty warrior. You're our hero. No matter who may run for what office and who may not, you are our hero. And our victory comes in you. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you. We thank you that every good and every perfect gift comes from you. And those things that we have asked for, Lord, are subject to your will. Those things that we have desired are subject to your will. Those things that we have hoped for are subject to your will, Lord. We want to thank you. We want to thank you. Yes, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for all of our first-time listeners, Father, you to bless them, to bless their hearing, to bless their understanding, to open their eyes, to set them free in Jesus' name. We invite them to join us in our chat room, which is located on our webpage, and our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. We want to thank you, Father, for blessing our webpage. We want to thank you, Father, for the increase that's coming in our webpage. We want to thank you, Father, that we're overcoming in our webpage in Jesus' name. It's blessed and it's sanctified and it's set apart for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 24 hours a day, seven days a week from all over the planet, men, women, boys, and girls can access our webpage. And all of the word of God that you've placed here to help men, women, boys, and girls grow in the things of the Lord. We want to thank you for it, Father. We want to thank you for the privilege and the honor and the opportunity to serve the body of Christ and the world from this vantage point. We thank you, Father, that all those things that should be done, you will perfect concerning this ministry in Jesus' name. We want to invite persons, Lord, who even are using cell phones to go to Miracle Internet Church through their browser. And when the page comes up across the the top, across the banner, they'll see three white lines on a black background. If they'll but press those three white lines, it'll open up all the links to them. They can go to our archive sermon of almost 12 years of services, 12 years, two to three times a week, we present the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a lot of word to receive. We want to thank you, Lord, that it's a teaching word. It's a healing word. It's a delivering word. It's a miracle-empowered word. We thank you for it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for our part in the end time. It's not a little part, Lord. It's a big part. We may not be as big as others, but our part is big. We want to thank you for that. We want to thank you for the grace of executing what you've called us to do. We ask you, Lord, to continue to lead us and guide us in the direction that you would have us to go, shunning all um, entries, shunning every pressure to go in any other direction in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord. 
We bind ill advice away from us in the name of Jesus Christ. We disconnect ourselves from it in Jesus' holy name. We thank you that the will of God will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. We glorify you, Father. We thank you and we give you praise. And we submit ourselves to you completely. We surrender ourselves. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus on this ministry, Father. We lift up to you, Father. Uh, Brother Sam, we lift up to you, Lord. Sherry and LD and Dagmar and family and DBD and son, we ask you, Lord, to help them. Give them the breakthroughs that they need, Lord. They're looking and depending on you. We ask you to build their faith, Father, and to teach them who you really are. We love you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for the warring, linking angels, the praising angels, the ministering spirits, but most of all, your own holy presence that attends us every time we come together. We thank you that you have given us this blessing, that where two or three of us come together in your name, you come into our midst, into our presence, Lord. We thank you. We thank you and we receive you in Jesus' name. We know, Father, that as we cast all of our cares upon you, because we recognize your everlasting care for us, you are honored and we are humbled. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, From our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all of his demonic assignments, tannic agendas in Jesus' name. Everything that he has done against the righteous, we bind it in the name of Jesus. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devil that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, listeners, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar devils, electronic, digital, and technology demons, and all of their attacks. We bind Leviathan spirits, Kundalini spirits, brainwashing spirits, water, marine spirits, 
sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, and all of their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, rotating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations, which are demons. We want to thank you, Lord. We bind all sorcery devils, seducing devils, artificial intelligence, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all smart dust and drone spirits, in Jesus' holy name. We bind all sorcery devils, seducing, womanizing spirits, whoredom spirits, and all of their attacks, the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer and their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all targeted radio frequencies, pulse weapons, their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid them entrance into our lives. We bind the magic or the strange touch in our lives. And we bind those individuals and agents away from us that the enemy is using as an agent to infiltrate in Jesus' holy name. We want to thank you, Lord. We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all sonic frequencies. We bind all EMF and EMP attacks, everything coming off the satellites, the cell towers, and through our devices in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all 5G and components. And we bind all Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, South American, North American, Antarctic, Arctic, Islander. Every island, Greenland, Indigenous groups, Yara tribal groups, of every kind. Whether they be religious or rikisa tararadea, business or rikisa terebri, yarroko leredi andarabrosa tararadea, yarroko or any other kind of cult. We bind their activities, their wickedness their ungodliness, and their unrighteousness in Jesus' name. Even historic cults in the name of Jesus. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic and voodoo wherever it is practiced and hoodoo wherever it is practiced in Jesus' name. We bind all New Zealander. 
Nigerian, Ghanaian, Chinese, Russian, French, Italian, Greek. Rede de sur rikisa ba shonda rikisa te rikete We bind the cult of the Vatican in Jesus' holy name. Rabba baba kushe de rikisa be 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 rokotorobre rokotorobre and all of their underlings. Ah rugunda rugushata. Runga de Brisha, the Broca de Dien de Broca de Salara Yosuta, Regisa Beshete, Rocolele, Raca de Brisha, the Broca de Diola, the Yosunda, Red de Bishande, Rocolele Dian de Bricia, Yarrocolele Yosunda, the Brisha, the Broca de Diosota, all of the occult and witchcraft practiced in the UK and Canada, Red de Brusa, the Yosula, the Dodo Rocco, Red de Brusha, Kisa, Baba Baba Baruco to Robrisha, the Bricia, the Brusa. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind the day of the dead. We bind the season of Halloween. We take authority, dominion, and power over the evil and wicked works of witchcraft and the occult during this season in Jesus' name. We bind the queens of the coast in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the spirits that lurk under the sea in the name of Jesus Christ and all of their de- demonic and satanic activities in Jesus' name. We bind their influence over the children of men. We bind their attacks before they come to us. We raise the shield of faith and quench all the fiery darts of the wicked in Jesus' name. All of their attacks will hit the wall of fire and return to sender in the name of Jesus Christ. According to the covenant, if God be for us, who can be against us? We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the sender. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide and we bind all free flying devils and all evil spirits which take animal forms or shape-shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind hyperactivity, racing mind, inattention, impulsivity in Jesus' name. We bind the prince of the power of the air. We bind him and all of his underlings in Jesus' name, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind all formations of bullflies and other demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting, the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts. Science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop. Defile, corrupt, divide, confound, attack, reproach, undermine, despise, 
and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, and addictions in the name of Jesus. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us, against all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. We bind the inordinate use of conjugal rights, and we bind all black magic and jujus. We return them to the senders in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind tribal and cultural wars. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient art, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age movement, great reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, and the spirit and the children of disobedience. Martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Jezebelic and Ahab spirits and practices. We pull you down from your place of authority in Jesus' name. We take the territory from you in the name of Jesus, and we place it under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bind all lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem. Oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride and all of his pride in the name of Jesus. We chain him with eternal chains of darkness as well as his agents. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and fecal, soulish, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear. Combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all goddesses, goddess, and gods, and deities in the name of Jesus Christ. Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. And we chain you all with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for to be judged before your time. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. Amen. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, and all of the work of the associated organizations in Jesus' name. 
all of the prayers that they prayed and ceremonies they did and rites they enacted over their posterity. We bind it in the name of Jesus. We bind it in the name of Jesus. We cut ourselves free from it in Jesus' holy name. We bind it in the name of Jesus. Send it into the spiritual case and to the feet of Jesus to be judged. We loose ourselves. We loose ourselves from the iniquities of our forefathers in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you became a curse for us on Calvary. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions and the work of errors in our life. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcrafts back on their own heads, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Develop in us, Lord, a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Rokota, make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we have come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We thank you, Lord. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians and those left behind in Afghanistan, Father. Many of the Christians that were left behind in Afghanistan, Lord, uh, some of them have had to leave if they could sneak out of the country, Lord, but they are continuing to spread the gospel wherever they go. Yes, Lord, their lives are being hunted down so that they can be killed because they are spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that you release more of your mighty warring angels to protect them, Lord, and to cover them. We thank you, Lord, where it comes to their enemies, that you will make seeing eyes blind in Jesus' name. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you, Lord, for covering them so that they are not discovered and that they can reach more people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for releasing ambushments. 
Runke de Gabrishata Rabruka de Vidio Sola Radio Sota Rabriti, Ruka de Gabrishata Rio Sola Radio Sola Rabruka de Lidia and de Brushaka, Runke de Rio Sola Radio Sola Rabruka de Lidio Sola against the enemy, Father, so that they can move forward in the Ruka to Rabrishata Raka, sharing the gospel with those who have not heard. Rinke de Rabrushala Radio Sota Rabrishata, for you have said that the gospel must be preached in every nation, to every people. And then the end will come. We release our encouragement to them, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We release our support in the love of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over these Christians, Father. Help them to know what they would not know otherwise. Give them wisdom beyond their years. We thank you and we give you praise for Through, though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us and you will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies and your right hand shall save us. We want to thank you, Father, for that. We cut ourselves free from every devil that has followed us, was sent to us, was transferred to us, and we command you to be bound and leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. We circumcise from ourselves thoughts that the enemy has dropped in that we do not want and are not pleasing to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that our transportation is covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Our vehicles and the road we travel, we thank you, Lord, for clearing before us in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property and all that pertains to us with the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us power and authority over the demons of the night, the bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get in our dreams, and we command them to stay away. We take authority, dominion, and power over the childish mind that says this dream doesn't seem so bad, so it must not be from the devil. We bind the works of the devil in the name of Jesus, trying to con us from operating in the dream protocol and thereby undermining the work of the enemy in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the fiery wall of protection. We pull out fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, and anything that was sent to us, any device that was planted in our body. We command it to come out now in the name of Jesus Christ. Any ungodly and wicked device, any markings on our inward body parts, we erase with the blood of Jesus Christ. We claim our memories back from the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the memory of the righteous is blessed. We take authority, dominion, and power over our memories. We bind the thief in the name of Jesus. We bind the thief in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for prompt recall. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it in Jesus' name. We bind dementia. We bind Alzheimer's. 
But we chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We are to love you with all of our mind, Lord. We thank you for enabling us to do so in Jesus' name. We cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and any form of agreement whatsoever with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around globalists, nanotechnology, shamans, satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, and divinators. We break the power of all love spells, curses, hexes, vex charms, spells of any kind, magic, voodoo, fetishes, sorcery, mind control, psychic power, pain, sickness, torment, destruction, psychic thoughts, potions, bewitchments, death spirits, psychic warfare, incantations, root works, crystals, hoodoo, the ungodly blessings, the incense and candle burning, tribal rituals and sins. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we forbid you to attack us any further in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. All the spirits that have held us in bondage and in heaviness, in fear and in hatred, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lose victory over your people tonight in Jesus' name. And the saints said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 51. Psalm 51, and our verse for meditation comes from the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. And our featured ebook is The Spirit of Lust. Flesh and demons work together. Flesh and demons work together. Our guest calling number remains area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. That's area code 319-527-6235. Tonight, the Lord wants to talk to us, saints, about prayer, prayer, posture. Amen. Prayer, posture. The saints of God have many gifts. Among these gifts is the ability to choose to give a matter, serious attention, or to ignore it. You didn't know that was a gift. Well, it is. We have a grace from God to give a matter serious attention or to completely ignore it. Denial is the refusal to believe or to accept a given issue or truth or factual information. Denial is the refusal to believe 
or to accept a given issue or truth or factual information. Denial is also the refusal of something which is requested or desired, a refusal to grant something asked for. Quite often, denial is refusing to admit the truth or reality of something unpleasant or undesirable. Stress, anxiety, fear, and insecurity most often provoke denial in people. Stress, anxiety, fear, and insecurity most often provoke denial in people. When a situation surprises, scares, or threatens, people resort to denial to protect themselves. Have you done that? Think about it. Denial of truth is not a righteous system of dealing with the spirit of truth. That's right. The denial of truth is not a righteous system of dealing with the spirit of truth. The Gospel of John 4, beginning with verse 23. The Gospel of John Chapter 4, beginning with verse 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. True worshipers worship the Father in truth. He didn't say denial. Denial is not part of the worship of God, but truth is. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Our God must be worshipped in truth, in a spirit. Amen. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. The Gospel of John, chapter 13, sorry, chapter 16, verse 13. John. Chapter 16, verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, and he has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. That's right. 
he will guide you into all truth. But you see, you have to want to go. He will guide, but you have to choose to follow his guidance. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Job chapter 5. Job chapter 5, beginning with verse 17. Job chapter 5, beginning with verse 17. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrected. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrected. Therefore, despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. For he maketh sore and bindeth up. He woundeth and his hands make whole. So we're not to disparage God's correction in our lives because it's a happy person whom God corrects. God did not correct us, we would not be his son and daughter. Instead, we would be bastards and not his at all. Amen? Denial of the truth and God the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth, are not in harmony. Denial of the truth and the spirit of truth are not in harmony. If we choose to cling to denial, we are not walking in the truth. Denial is a personal choice. And to to escape, and to avoid the reality of uncomfortable truth. Truth does not always make you feel good, but it is always good for you. There are truths that God has needed to, desired to, and wanted to share with you, but sometimes you weren't ready to receive it, so God had to wait. When you ask God to show you the truth, ask him, see the truth. Because many times our way of thinking does in no way align with the thinking of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Many refuse to accept reality or truth because of their fears. Some believe that acceptance of facts or truth will somehow render them as a fool or a failure or worse. Even though they know that they are wrong, their fear is the barrier 
which will not allow them to accept it. Even though they know that they are wrong, their fear is the barrier which will not allow them to accept the truth. Feeling stressed or pushing back against the issues, we often experience more stress and are tense. Amen? When we relax and begin to trust in the Lord, the truth can find an entrance with us. Sometimes, saints, we just sit there and resist out of plain old stubbornness. is being presented, and we dig our heels in, and we just resist because we can. And God is coming for that. Sometimes truth is right in our faces, and we don't want to see it. And because we don't want to see it, we'll just dig our heels in and stiffen our necks, and we just won't receive it at all. Amen? Some experience a fear or a strong dislike of the truth and are unwilling, 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 unwilling. That's right, unwilling, unwilling. That's right. I'm going to keep saying that word because this is a whosoever will faith. The Bible says we are unwilling to come to terms with truth or facts. But the Bible says if we are willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. If we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. But we have to be willing. That's important. Disingenuous means that the whole truth is not being told or presented. Somebody's not telling it all. They're leaving out important situations. In other words, the facts or truths that is being withheld causes the presentation to be a lie. That's right. If you're going to present it and you're going to leave out certain aspects because some reason, you end up telling a lie. Because you did not bring the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth by the spirit of truth. Amen. Certainly, we all understand that when we come before the Father in prayer, we must be 
truthful, full of the truth. We must be truthful. Amen? We, it's not optional. It's mandatory. Amen? Because the spirit of truth guides us into all truth. If we're being led by the Holy Spirit, the comforter, who is the spirit of truth, he will only guide us into truth. But if we're being led astray, we're being led by another spirit. Amen. Guides us into all truth, not lies. So when we come before the Lord, lies will not be received. Micah, chapter 3, verse 4. Micah, chapter 3, and verse 4. Then shall they cry unto the Lord. But he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. Then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their doing. Isaiah chapter 59, beginning with verse 1. Isaiah chapter 59, beginning with verse 1. Behold. The Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. He can save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Now, saints, this isn't good. Here you are trying to enter into spiritual warfare And God is not in agreement with you. He's not participating with you. And the reason he may not be participating is because your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. That's a serious situation. But it's happening. Psalm 66, verse 18. Psalm 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. If my heart is wrong, God will not hear me. 
saints, I want you to take this word serious tonight because it's important to all of us. Denial may save us grief at the moment, but in the long run, it will amplify sorrow. Problems will continue to come to a head until full exposure comes. Problems will continue to come to a head until full exposure comes. Mark chapter 4, verse 22. Mark chapter 4, verse 22. For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. Neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. Now, saints, I want to warn you here. You think your sin is a secret sin. But there's no secret sin, you see. God knows, the devil knows, the angels know, the demons know, you know, and maybe some other people know too. So it's not a secret. God is warning us to come deal with those sins because if we don't deal with them properly, they're going to come out everywhere. They're going to come all out, be fully exposed. If you're one of these people, you've got so much pride, you can't stand to be humiliated in the least or embarrassed, you're really going to have a time. Oh, yes, you're really going to have a time. Because it will not stay covered up forever. Amen? Luke chapter 12, verse 2. Luke chapter 12, verse 2, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Escape is a method chosen to avoid dealing with factual realities, or it may be a tool used by the enemy to prevent us from accomplishing the will of God in our lives. Most avoid reality by opening their own fantasy world, living out of a made-up reality rather than allowing the Lord to drastically change their lives. The world offers computer games, TV, sports, novels, movies, fashion, you name it, merchandising, advertising, shopping, 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 shopping and the lives of famous others to keep us preoccupied on what God wants us to focus on. 
when instead the Lord is calling us to seek his face. Amen? Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. Deuteronomy chapter 4, 29. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. He says he can be found if you will seek him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. And your imagination are part of your soulish realm. Beginning with verse 10. First Chronicles chapter 16, beginning with verse 10. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Second Chronicles chapter 15. Second Chronicles chapter 15 verse 2. Second Chronicles chapter 15 verse 2. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. Mm. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Amen. Psalm 9, verse 10. Psalm 9, Psalm 9, verse 10. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. The deception of the fantasy world is that it can lure a person from the responsibility to accept, deal with, or improve 
their real life and lifestyle. The deception of the fantasy world is that it can lure a person from the responsibility to accept, to deal with, or to improve their real life and lifestyle. It can encourage superficial thinking instead of digging down to the roots of foundation of righteousness. The deception of the fantasy world can encourage superficial thinking instead of digging down to the roots of truth and the foundation of righteousness. Fantasy promises what seems impossible in real life. Yes, it even opens the door for spiritual wife or husband. The false will prevent the reality of truth from taking its rightful place. Fantasies hold on to desires that have not been realized. And maybe some of them should not be realized. However, anything that would be wrong to do is equally wrong to fantasize doing. Let me say that again. However, anything that would be wrong to do is equally wrong to fantasize doing. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is in his heart, so is he. Mark chapter 7. We're familiar with this passage. Mark chapter 7, beginning with verse 20. Mark chapter 7, beginning with verse 20. And he said, That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adultery, fornication, murder, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Our imaginings bring us to envying others, desiring their wealth, their job, their family or spouse, their singleness, their home, or other possession, 
their vacations, their fame, we have become covetous. We have become covetous. Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, beginning with verse 17. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house or their vacation home either. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife or spouse or children either. Nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor any of his employees either, nor his staff, nor his ox. I know. He just got a brand-new John Deere tractor. And you can't afford one. Nor his ass. Yes, they bought a new car. That is thy neighbor. Nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Nor anything at all that is thy neighbor's. Greed, envy. Jealousy and covetousness will be judged by God himself. Amen? Amen. Will be judged by God himself. Praise the Lord for the word. God will not honor are prayers that are spoken in disobedience. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, it states, So I spake unto you. I'm in verse 43. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 43. So I spake unto you, and ye would not hear but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord and went presumptuously. You went stomping off in your own steam. Well, that's not the best idea you've ever had. Praise the Lord. That is most definitely not the best idea that you've ever had. Amen. Verse 45, and ye returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not hearken to your voice nor give ear unto you. God tried to talk to you. You didn't want to hear. You got an attitude instead and went off in your little presumptuous attitude. Then you got convicted and you came to the Lord with all of the, you know, with all the tissues, the whole gang. But the Lord wouldn't pay you any mind, and he wouldn't hear you. 
You know, willful rebellion gets you in serious trouble with the Lord. Outright defiance gets you in serious trouble with the Lord. People just think they can say, oh, Lord, forgive me for all my sins, and that's it, as if there are no consequences. But that's simply not the truth. Too many of us are presuming that God will hear and answer our prayers when we have not faithfully repented of all of our known sins. Some of our actions we don't consider as sin. Wow. Some of our actions we don't consider as sin, but they are. They are. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Beginning with verse 23. Psalm 139. Beginning with verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 9. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 9. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law. Who is the lawgiver? Our God. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be abomination. There have been persons who had the opportunity to receive of the ministry at Miracle. And they decided they wanted nothing to do with it. They completely rejected the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ. They just don't want anything to do with what we teach and preach and example here. And the Bible says when you take that attitude, that even your prayer becomes an abomination. That's very serious. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 5. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. None of this vacillating, going back and forth, one minute you're here, the next minute you're there. No, that won't work. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea 
driven with the wind and tossed. We've seen that on TV recently, watching the hurricane roll in. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. If you're going to be wishy-washy, don't expect God to respond. God deserves our reverence and respect and honor. That wishy-washy doubt in and out says that you don't truly respect him to the degree that he deserves to be respected. It does indeed say that. Amen. We need to learn how to have some resolve and some fortitude and some courage and some faith. God has given to every man the measure of faith to believe, but it's our choice. If we attempt to order our world by trying to control others, we are yet in sin. If we attempt to order our world by trying to control others, we are yet in sin. Prayers fueled by manipulation and fleshly desires do not please our God. even try to engineer their own deliverance. You know, one example of this is when we tell you, when you get stuck in a place, ask the Holy Spirit, you know, Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. Ask the Holy Spirit to take you into the archive on the website to the sermon that you need to hear. We've taught you that. It's a standard with this ministry. That periodically, that means at least every week, you ask the Holy Spirit to take you into the archives to the sermons he wants you to hear. And guess what? You listen to them and you take notes and you pray and whatever else goes along with it. Amen. But there are people who have it in their mind somewhere that the Holy Spirit is inept. And so they want to sit in the driver's seat and they want to engineer their own deliverance. Well, what do I need now? And let me look for that. And what do I need now? And let me look for that. And what? And they're going here, there, and everywhere. And I just sit back and watch them. Have you ever seen somebody on a treadmill? They're putting out a lot of effort, but they're still in the same place where they started when they get finished. Either the Lord is going to direct, lead, and govern your life, or you're just going to be putting out a lot of effort. There are persons, in fact, 
who will see someone else making gains in their faith walk. And so either inquire or the person may have shared what they did. So they think that's their cue to go do the exact same thing, and they think they're going to get the exact same results. Ha, ha, ha. My, they're going to be in for a surprise. God does not cookie cutter. Sorry, he doesn't do that. God's name is not Betty Crocker. He doesn't do the cookie cutter thing. Amen. Yes, we can learn from others, but God doesn't do the cookie cutter thing. Praise the Lord. Amen. (laughs) You know, the sons of God are led, are to be led, L-E-D. That means you must be doing the following. You can't be doing the leading. The sons of God are to be led by the Spirit of God. God is holy. He cannot be manipulated nor persuaded to do something by sustained coaxing or flattery. If God does grant what you have insisted upon, it may well be to your sorrow in the end. Let's visit 1 Samuel chapter 8. 1 Samuel chapter 8. 1 Samuel chapter 8. And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Verse 3. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after filthy lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. The elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even until this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Now therefore hearken unto their voice, Howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them, and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. 
And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked of him a king. And he said, this will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots, and to be his horsemen. And some shall run before his chariots. And he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties, and will set them to ear, to ear his ground, and to reap his harvest, and to make his instruments of war, and instruments of his chariots. And he will take your daughters to be confectionaries, and to be cooks, and to be bakers. And he will take your fields, and your vineyards, and your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. And he will take the tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. And he will take your men servants and your maid servants and your goodliest young men and your asses and put them to his work. He will take the tenth of your sheep and ye shall be his servants. And ye shall cry out in that day, because of your king, which ye shall have chosen you, and the Lord will not hear you in that day. Mm-hmm. Goal should be within your ability to achieve. If you try to relieve your stress, or to order your world by demanding change in others, you still believe that they are the problem. You still believe that they are your problem. You still believe that the solution lies in insisting on changes in your world and in others not in yourself, not in changing you. When this belief system is sustained, you have surrendered control of your life to the demons and flesh of others and their ideas. And at the same time, you have attempted to take, assume power in the lives of others without proper right to do so. Your ideas of happiness may not suit them at all, nor the will of God for their lives. Saints, God is calling us to purer motives in prayer. We cannot harbor unrepented sin in our hearts and come before our Heavenly Father. We are called to confess our sins, turning away from sin in repentance and believing and relying upon the word of God in our situations. 
We cannot hold on to the art of life. Well, this ought to happen and that ought to happen. And stand in prayer. We cannot hold on to the art of life and stand in prayer. God is calling each member of the body of Christ to a holy prayer posture which pleases him and allows him to answer our prayers according to his will and in his timing. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. We have some wonderful praise reports tonight. Let's get started. Trish has a praise report. Today at work, I was called to assist an employee facing a dilemma of having to move in 11 days and being short of new rental funds. We spoke for a while. I offered solutions one which required her to call her landlord and ask for a two-month extension. She was hesitant, but then I asked if I could pray, and we prayed. She called, and I was praying in the spirit. At first, the landlord was hesitant, but 10 minutes later called back and said she would discuss it with her husband and kept praying in the spirit even after I'd left. She messaged me that they approved her two-month rental extension. She said, God heard our petition. Praise the Lord. God is merciful and gracious, and I will follow up with her next week and leave her an MIC card. Well, praise the Lord. That's a wonderful praise report. Dina has a praise report. I asked the Lord for help with my weight, and he had a whole talk on exercising and how it wards off the yo-yo syndrome. I've been going through this for years. Thank you, Lord, for your swift answer. Praise the Lord. Deborah L. has a praise report. A tenant who has gotten progressively worse the last few years gave notice he is moving out no later than November 5th. Lord, He has never kept his word before, but I ask him to hold him to his word this time, that he take every ungodly work with him. I ask you, Lord, to shut the door to him here on this property and open the door to a person who you would have here. Praise you, Lord, for that. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now, Dana has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your faithfulness and provision. I was able to pay off two smaller bills, one of mine and one of my late parents. Thank you, Father, that you're no respecter of persons. 
And what you do for one, you will do for another. In Jesus' name, I just bless you. Shakira has a praise report. I received a job offer for an internship within the local government. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's a wonderful opportunity. Praise you, Lord, for that. And Daryl has a praise report. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father, for the miracle in Joseph who is alive from his motorcycle accident. He is known, working on trying to walk. Praise you, Father. We continue to lift him up and his family. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. These are wonderful praise reports. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for these praise reports. Amen. We want to thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, especially the person that had the uh, the accident and uh, the doctors weren't certain that person would pull through. We thank you, Lord, that you make a lie and you give us another chance. Amen. So we pray, Father, that these circumstance would draw that person to the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would, that person would completely surrender their lives to him, and as the world would say it, turn over a new leaf. Live for Jesus, not for self. Amen? Amen. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Amen. Well, now, I know there's some more testimonies out there. Yes, there are. So um, when the broadcast is, is over tonight, you can go, or tomorrow morning, you can go into the uh, Global Prayer Warriors prayer room and document your testimony. Amen? We overcome with those testimonies, saints. And... I think I told you this earlier, but if I forgot, uh, I posted two stories in the MIC chat room earlier this week, and they are worthy of being read by every member of Miracle Outreach Ministries. Some of you will have to go to a computer. Well, I'm sure there's somebody you know that has one if you don't have one. And the public library, as I recall, has one that you can use. So God will make a way. If your phone won't scroll all the way up to hear it all, there's a way for you to find it and to read it. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um. I'm going to go, we're going to go to the guest call-ins for a moment, and then we're going to move on to the adjudications in Jesus' name. Area code 562, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hi, Pastor, it's me, Bobby. Um, Hi. I did did email you back, um, and I got the job. Um, when I, back in April, and I didn't even know anything about it until I started listening to the ministry. So um, 
I was one I wanted to ask you guys for prayer because I know that I'm healed but it's in his timing, correct? Correct. Because I had a seizure um last week. Mm-hmm. And um when I got out of the Navy back in two thousand twelve I was diagnosed with epilepsy and I know that it's not from the Lord. So and I believe in his healing if he can bring back from the dead and heal all those people, I know that he can heal me. But like what you were saying today, I need to be obedient and not try to do my own will, but his will. Not try to plan out my own life, but let him plan my life. Amen. So, you learned something. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> now, I want to ask you something. Yes, ma'am. Um, do you have, is this situation, is epilepsy and seizures and that kind of thing, is it in your family line? Uh, not that I know of, that I know of. I, no, not that I know of. Not that you know of, okay. Have you ever mm-hmm. had a, a accident where your head was injured or damaged or your spinal column? Um, all I remember when I was, I think I was like three or four, um, I, I don't know how it happened, but I have like a dent in the front of my right side of my head. And then I do remember back home in American Samoa that, um, I, I remember me going under the, I, getting operated on the top of my head. I don't know if it was a cyst. I don't know what it was, but I, all I remember is that my, Natural parents used to shave my hair bald. My dad did so because I had, I don't know if it was a sister or not, but they gave me to my grandmother when I was five, so I really don't know, but I do remember going under, like, getting operated on or, or whatever. It was. All I remember is looking up and there was a big light, so I'm thinking that they maybe cut it open or something. And so yeah. it, it right at, right now at the top of my head is flat. Mm-hmm. So I have that okay. dent in the front right side, and then I have that that part on the top of my head that um, it's flat. It feels like I did have like some assist or something, and they had a pop it. I don't know. I don't. I never had a chance to ask my my um, natural parents, and they're both gone now. Okay, so you have this problem as a result of a head injury. Um, I don't know because the doctors told me they don't know. That's what you just described. I said that's what you just described, that the reason you have this problem is the result of a head injury at some point when you were young. That's what you just said. Yes. Okay. Then we'll pray that way. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that you make all things new. And that Jesus Christ died on the cross that our sister might walk in divine health and healing. Now, Lord, she's also taken the jab, which we know didn't help this situation at all. In fact, it probably provoked it, most likely, because of the Mm -hmm. ingredients, we'll call them that, that came in the so-called vaccine having an ill effect 
on blood vessels and capillaries. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your healing virtues moving through our sister and healing what was injured in her childhood injury. We know, Lord, that human and medicine attempt to do their best, but they are not God. You are the healer. And so we stand in agreement with her before your throne, that she will be healed and made every whit whole, that she will no longer have seizures or any such thing in her body. We take authority, dominion, and power over the spirits that try to provoke such in Jesus' name and any demon that would attempt to conjure such up in the name of Jesus Christ. We submit her to the healing virtues of the Lord Jesus Christ because we declare from your word that by the stripes of Jesus she has been healed. So any spirits that remain in her body that attempt to provoke such seizures or their precursors, we bind you now in the name of Jesus Christ. We command you to come up and out of her in the name of Jesus. That means you have to take a deep breath and cough from your gut. Come on out of her now in the name of Jesus. There is no place for you because her body belongs to Jesus Christ. Power of God, we thank you for coming to burn out everything that is not of God. All of those spirits that have been hoarding in me all of this causing disease, affliction, trouble, sometimes pain, maybe even blackouts and seizures. We take authority, dominion, and power over you in the name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus is over epilepsy. It's over seizures. It's over migraines. It's over neurological problems in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all of those evil spirits in Jesus' name, every spirit of infirmity coming down the family line. Spirits of infirmity that attacked her during the trauma. Changes that were made in the brain tissue itself. We command those things to come out of her now. Come out of her now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for healing. The electrical current. And every part of her brain in the name of Jesus, even the brain stem. Come out of the brain. Come out of the brain. Come out of the brain where you cause damage. Come out of the brain in the name of Jesus Christ. All of you, come out. You're bound already. And Father, we thank you for releasing your angels for them to war against these spirits that have warred against her her whole life. Come out of her. 
She doesn't belong to you, and you can't hide out there anymore. Mind-binding spirits, we bind you in the name of Jesus. Come out of her right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You cannot stay. There's no place for you in Jesus' holy name. There is no place for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amigdala, runda da breke de dio sola de dio sata da breke de dia. Randa da brusa la di se da bruke de di dia de bruka. Ba 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 koshe. Rela de dio sola de dio sola de dio sola da dia sa. Senses, ride de brusha da bruka ba ba ba. Ergi de brusha da bruka de dio sota da ba. Neurotransmitters. Ricky see na na no reggae. Ricky de brusha la de dia sata da bruka de dio sola. Runda da bruka da regi se de ruko horekisata. Come on out of it in the name of Jesus. Restoration. We release restoration from the throne of God to you in Jesus' name. Twitching, bound in Jesus' name. Jerk. Tick bound in Jesus' name. Ruka te di brisha da da brisha de di dio sola da dia. Romba baba kuche de di dia si a da broke. Ruka te blackout bound in Jesus' name. Baba baba ruka te di di dia. Renda da broke de di dio sola de dio sola de dio sota. Involuntary convulsions bound in Jesus' name. Baba baba rude. Reke te da brisha te da brisha de di dio sola de dia. Reke te brusha te de dio sola de dia. Peace. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. The peace of God released in her mind and in her brain. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Now take a deep breath and release your prayer language. Shenda Thank you, Praise the Lord. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Area code 706, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hi, Pastor. How you doing? I'm fine. Um, How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, but I, I need prayer for, um, a job that I applied for, um, 
because you know what I'm fighting against when it comes to my finances. And um, prayer for my nephew, uh, Lawrence. Uh, I have spoken to you um, several weeks about that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, my, and my nephew, TJ, um, he's fighting a spirit of uh, alcoholism. And so he needs to be delivered from that. Okay. And also that my mom, she would be going having a procedure done on Tuesday to um put a two in her valve, in her heart. So and proud with that as well. Okay. All right. And I have the so it's, it's you and your job. Yes, ma'am. Your uh, both your nephews and your mom. Correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you thanking you for your provision and answers and solutions for these situations in our sister's life in Jesus' name. We stand in agreement with her before your throne, Father, for your will to be done on earth just as it is in heaven. We thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient for every situation. For the nephew's situation, Father, in Jesus' name, we ask him to ask you to show him the way clearly. Make it clear to him, Father, what he must do to be free from alcoholism. We ask, yes. Father, that it's your desire that you bring him up here on uh, Miracle Internet Church, that he can learn and grow and develop as a man of God. We lift the other nephew up to you, Father, in the name of Jesus, and you know every detail of the situation. We bind spirits of vengeance and hatred and retribution in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. So, Father, uh, the word of God prevails. Heaven rules. And the word of God prevails in every situation, Father, over the uh, deeds of man. We ask you, Lord, to take the preeminence in these two situations in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the healing that you're bringing to mom's body. Yes, you are calling the medical community to intervene, but, Father, we pray that the procedure is performed by you and you alone and your attending angels in Jesus' name. We cover her with the blood of Jesus the entire time um, from the time she arrives until the time she returns home and afterward. We thank you, Father, for a speedy recovery. We thank you for her remaining in good spirits. We thank you for you strengthening her and helping her, Father, in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that you are a present help in times of trouble. We thank you, Lord, for uh, the job that you're blessing our sister with in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the warfare that has come against her, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ from the enemy camp. We send all of that back, all of the evil, all of the wickedness, all of the witchcraft that's coming from the enemy camp. We send it right back where it's coming from, according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We bind that person's devil in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
We put them in the spiritual cage in the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Father, for releasing your warring angels to war on behalf of our sister, her employment, her finances, and, Father, if there is any other situation that is hindering her finances, we ask you, Lord, to uh, make it known to her and give her the wisdom to deal with it. There's something else in your house. Okay. Wow, I had such high and low. Wow. There's something else there. It might be hidden, but it's there. Okay. All right, and the Lord will the Lord will open your eyes to see. Father, we thank you that you, Lord Jesus, you're the blind man healer, and that you will open her eyes to see what she did not yes, see Lord. before in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We cover her in her home with the blood of Jesus, and we give you the praise for it, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody thank said you. amen and amen. amen. God bless. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's see if we can't get this. They're going just right here. Okay. Thank you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning national math test scores in fourth and eighth grades showed the biggest drop since the national testing program began in 1990, and a reading level for the same grades reverted to a level from three decades ago. Eighth grade math performance has dropped eight points since 2019, and about a third of students in both grades can't read at the minimum required level, according to the National Assessment of Educational Progress report. Also known as the nation's report card, is the only national and continuing assessment program administered by the National Center for Educational Statistics of the Department of Education. The nation's report card is the gold standard for measuring student academic achievement. The results released on October October 24th were based on tests administered in the spring. National math test scores in fourth and eighth grades showed the biggest drop since a national testing program began in 1990, and the reading level for the same grades reverted to a level from three decades ago. Eighth grade math performance has dropped eight points since 2019, and about a third of students in both grades can't read at the minimum required level, according to uh, this report. Did I just say that? Okay. We are talking about a really serious erosion of children's capacities to read and count in the next generation of the workforce. Beverly Perdue, former governor of North Carolina and chairman of the National Assessment Governing Board, which sets policies and achievement levels for the nation's report card, said during a media event 
at the National Press Club in Washington on October 2nd. So this becomes a global economic issue for America. The U.S. Education Secretary, Miguel Cardona, calls the results appalling and unacceptable. This is a moment of truth for education, he told reporters in a pre-release briefing on October 21st. In the statement, Purdue said students' learning gaps predated but were exacerbated by the pandemic. Dr. Vicki Alger, a policy advisor for the Heartland Institute, agreed, we should be careful not to make COVID school closures the whole story. School closures made an already bad situation worse. Alarming proportions of students are still not proficient in the core subjects of math and reading, she said. We're also seeing the continuing pattern of lower proficiency rates among eighth graders compared to fourth graders. We would expect to see children's subject level mastery improving the longer they're in school, but we're still seeing the opposite instead. The nation's report card also provides a platform for peer comparisons across states. Virginia saw the sharpest decline in the nation in fourth grade reading scores, 13.6 points since 2017, and three times the national average. We must acknowledge the glaring reality that we face together. Our nation's children have experienced catastrophic learning loss, and Virginia students are among the hardest hit. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngs Youngkin said at a press event in Richmond on October 24th. We also must clearly recognize that the underpinnings to this catastrophic performance were decisions that were were made long before we had ever heard of COVID-19. He said the reason for Virginia's decline was lowered standards and expectations and gave examples of recent events. The 2017 accreditation standard revision and the lowering of standards for math in 2019 and reading in 2020 and the Commonwealth Standard of Learning test. As a result of lowered standards, Virginia's honesty gap, a performance gap between the state and national level, gave parents the false impression that students were doing well, said Jillian Bellow. Virginia Superintendent of Public Instruction, Young can announce new policies, including investing $30 million in learning loss recovery, $3 million in enhancing teacher recruitment and retention, and releasing the learning needs dashboard for students, not performing at grade level so parents and teachers could monitor learning recovery status. He also challenged Virginia school divisions to spend the $2 billion remaining federal K-12 funds. Youngkin said, Youngkin said that local school divisions would be required to submit updated spending plans for federal spending funds by December 31st. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning an FBI email Previously not known to the public has revealed that the Bureau planned to make Igor Danchenko the primary source for British former spy Christopher Steele's Trump dossier, which is a confidential human source 
before it even had interviewed him. So that's saying that they came up with this document against Trump, and um, it ha- and they came up with it even before they interviewed this person. The revelation, which came out as a result of special counsel John Durham's case against Danshenko, indicates that the FBI deliberately targeted 2016 presidential candidate and later President Donald Trump with claims it already knew at the time to be false. The email, of which only the subject line has been made public, was first uncovered by an Internet sleuth who goes by the moniker Walker Fryer and was included in hundreds of unused exhibits from last week's trial of Danshenko. The FBI used Danshenko, who was acquitted last week during his trial on all charges of lying to the FBI in its investigation of Trump, despite knowing that Danshenko had helped fabricate the dossier. Okay, that's called lying. That's it in a nutshell, okay? Fabricate something that's not that's outright lie. With the benefit of this new information, a renewed examination of the timeline between November 8, 2016, presidential election, and the appointment of special counsel Robert Mueller on May 17, 2017, reveals that the FBI, with the help of the Obama administration and Washington establishment figures, executed a concerted campaign to oust the sitting president. That's against the law. The newly discovered email was sent by FBI agent Kevin Helson to unknown recipients on January 12, 2017. The email's heading reads, Plan to Convert Danshenko into CHS. This email is critical for several reasons. It shows that the FBI intended to hide Steele's main source behind CHS status after they had previously discovered Steele could not back up the claims in his dossier despite their offer of $1 million. Where do you think they got that $1 million from? Well, they surely didn't reach into their pockets to steal for any corroboration. As a CHS, Danshenko would also be shielded from any external investigations, including those of Congress. Of equal importance, Helson's email also proves that the FBI planned to convert Danshenko into a CHS before the FBI had even interviewed Danshenko. Had they thought the dossier was real, there would have been no reason to hide Danshenko. Instead, the FBI would have been touting the existence of such a crucial source. The FBI proceeded to make him a CHS despite interviewing him several weeks later, in late January, during which Danshenko disavowed the claims in the dossier saying that it was based on rumors and bar talk made in jest during his late January 2017 
interview with the FBI. It had previously been assumed that the FBI only decided to make Danshenko a CHS after he had been interviewed. This move by the FBI also directly coincided with President Barack Obama's wishes expressed during a January 5th White House intelligence briefing on the dossier that he wanted to withhold information from the incoming Trump administration. That the efforts to effectively hide Danshenko started even before Danshenko had disavowed the dossier is critical evidence of the early commencement of the FBI's efforts against Trump. Had the FBI not done everything it could to conceal Danshenko's existence by bestowing him with the CHS status, the truth about the dossier would have likely been revealed and the effort to oust Trump would have collapsed. Lastly, the plan to grant Danshenko CHS status coincides with a remarkable sequence of events that took place on the same day Helson's email was sent. To fully understand the significance of the FBI granting CHS status to a person they had not spoken to, we need to go back to Election Day. The unexpected election of Donald Trump on November 8, 2016. Thank you, Jesus. Prompted by unprecedented response from the intelligence community and Washington establishment. The effort to undermine Trump and his administration began almost immediately after his victory. On November 9, 2016, FBI agent Peter, I don't know how to say that, we'll just call him Peter S., and FBI lawyer Lisa Page exchanged texts that referred to a secret society the day after Trump's victory. Page texts S. saying, Maybe this should be the first meeting of the secret society. S. responded to Page saying, too hard to explain here, election-related. The very next day, S. texts Page saying, Bill Priestcap, head of the FBI counterintelligence, just sent a two-hour invite to talk strategy. In early December 2016, the CIA... CIA told congressional leaders that Russia intervened in the 2016 election to help Donald Trump win the presidency. The CIA's claim was a crucial convergence point between the FBI and the CIA's narrative, a.k.a. lies. Although then-CIA Director John Brennan had been working behind the scenes by pushing information into the FBI. Up to this point, it had been primarily the FBI that had been driving the collusion narrative. For instance, by spying on on the Trump campaign, a Carter Page through a FISA warrant. The CIA's congressional briefings prompt Obama to direct the CIA, the FBI, and the National Security Agency to draft an intelligence community assessment on Russian interference in the election. The reported date of Obama's order was December 9, 2016, 
but the actual order may have been given much earlier as both the CIA and FBI had been in the process of preparing reports on Russian interference. The FBI quickly jumped on board with Obama's ICA plan. The FBI's head of counterintelligence, Bill Priestap, and Special Agent Jonathan Moffa were assigned to the ICA project on behalf of the FBI. However, the FBI did not appear to be interested in presenting an analytical work product. Their real goal appeared to be the inclusion of the sealed dossier in the ICA. Inclusion would give the dossier much-needed credibility. Up to that point, no media organization had published the dossier or any of its lurid allegations. If Trump was to be unseated, the dossier's breathless claims needed to be made public. Notably, as Durham revealed during Dushenko's trial, by this time the FBI already knew that the dossier was completely uncorroborated. On October 3rd, 2016, the FBI offered dossier author Christopher Steele up to $1 million to provide any evidence that would substantiate his allegations against Trump. Steele was not able to do so. Instead of ending its investigation, however, the FBI escalated efforts to tie Trump to the Russian collusion narrative. The FBI's offer of $1 million to Steele for corroboration would later be hidden from Congress, congressional inquiries, Trump officials, and the courts. According to a 2019 Department of Justice Inspector General report on the FBI's abuses in the Carter Page Fisk warrant case, the FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe personally pushed his agents on December 16th to include the dossier in the ICA. McCabe's demand preceded the identification of Steele's primary subsource. As Durham reported last week, the subsource, Igor Danshenko, who by his own account was responsible for at least 80% of the dossier, was identified by the FBI a few days later on December 20th. When FBI agent Malfa asked McCabe whether to limit what was included to information concerning Russian election interference or to also include allegations against candidate Trump. McCabe told him to include the allegations due to concerns over possible Russian attempts to blackmail Trump. This was an early indication that, contrary to what FBI Director James Comey would later repeatedly claim, the FBI was already targeting Trump personally in December 2016. On December 19th, lead Cor- counter-espionage agent Peter S. texts Lisa Page, who was McCabe's legal counsel, that he needed to talk to someone about using his in the ICA. The name of the person that S. wanted to talk to is redacted and remains unknown. After Deshenko was identified on December 20th, the FBI, for the first time, told the CIA that it wanted to include the dossier in the ICA. 
On December 28th, according to records published by the Senate Intelligence Committee, Comey personally made a push with both the CIA and the NSA for the dossier to be included in the ICA. Comey vouched that Steele was a credible person with a source and a subsource network in position to report on such things. Comey did not mention that Steele had failed to back up his information despite being offered $1 million. With Comey's push, the other two agencies tasked with producing the ICA, the CIA and the NSA, agreed to include a two-page summary of the dossier at the back of the official report from the three agencies. This had the effect that Comey and McCabe had sought to legitimize the dossier. On January 5, 2017, top intelligence officials, including Comey, Brennan, Director of National Intelligence James Clapper and NSA Director Michael Rogers briefed Obama on the ICA report. Following the official meeting, Comey stayed behind to brief Obama on the dossier. It was at this meeting that Obama stated that he wanted his team to be mindful to ascertain if there is any reason that we cannot share information fully as it relates to Russia with the incoming Trump administration. The next day, Comey and other officials, including Clapper, briefed President-elect Trump and his national security team on the ICA. During this portion of the meeting, the Steele dossier was mentioned in passing. A member of Trump's team, reported to have been General Michael Flynn, asked whether the FBI had dug into Steele's sub-sources. If the questions were indeed posed by Flynn, it may have precipitated his subsequent demise at the hands of Comey. Once again, Comey would stay behind to brief Trump more fully on the dossier. Comey would later tell CNN's Jake Tapper that he only briefed Trump on the salacious parts of the dossier because that was the part that the leaders of the intelligence community agreed he needed to be told about. News of the intelligence briefing to Trump was leaked hours to the media. On January 3, 2017, Attorney General Loretta Lynch signed Section 2.3 of Executive Order 12333 into effect. This unprecedented new order significantly relaxed long-standing limits on dissemination of information gathered by the NSA's powerful surveillance operation, granting broad latitude to the intelligence community with regard to interagency sharing of information. On January 10, 2017, followed by his January 5th briefing to Obama and his abbreviated briefing to Trump on January 6th, Comey testified before the Senate Intelligence Committee. During the hearing, Comey was asked by Senator Wyden if the FBI was investigating relationships between associates of Trump and the Russian government. Comey stated that he could neither confirm nor deny an active investigation, thereby setting the media frenzy of the Trump-Russia collusion into motion. The Steele dossier would be released by BuzzFeed the same day. The day after Comey's testimony, 
the Senate Intelligence Committee opened an investigation into Russian interference and the Trump campaign. By the way, they're using our money to do this, not theirs. Its report proved to be politically driven, and much of it has been discredited. Concerned over increasing leaks to the media, President Trump had actually conducted a sting of sorts during his briefing from top intelligence officials on the ICA and the Steele dossier on January 6, 2017. In order to identify people leaking classified information to the press, Trump did not tell his staff that IC officials, including Clapper and Comey, were about to brief him. As noted earlier, after the briefing, information from the meeting was leaked almost immediately to the press, leading Trump to conclude that the leaks were coming directly from officials within the intelligence community. Trump disclosed this sequence of events during a January 11th press conference. After receiving a call from Trump, Regarding the leaks, Clapper was forced to issue a statement condemning intelligence community leaks following Trump's unexpected press conference. Despite Clapper's official condemnation of leaks, according to a March 22, 2018 House Intelligence report, Clapper later, later admitted that he confirmed the existence of the dossier to the media and, allow, and uh, acknowledged discussing the dossier with CNN journalist Jake Tapper and admitted that he might have spoken with other journalists about the same topic. Crucially, the report noted that Clapper's discussion with Tapper took place in early January 2017, following the briefing by leaders of the intelligence community to Obama and Trump on the Steele dossier. Leaks from the intelligence community would remain prevalent through Trump's term. On January 12, 2017, the same day that Helson sent his email regarding Deschenko and just one day after Trump's surprise press conference, DOG Inspector, DOJ Inspector General Michael Horowitz announced his initiation of a review of actions taken by the FBI in the lead-up to the 2016 presidential election. It is not known whether Horowitz was ever briefed about Deschenko's CHS status or the million-dollar bounty. His report mentions neither. By design or by accident, Horowitz's investigation effectively tied up any outside investigations into the FBI's actions for two years. It was on this same day, January 12th, that Lieutenant General Michael Flynn's December 29, 2016 call with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kilsgat was leaked to David Ignitus at the Washington Post. The leaker was never found, possibly because the leak came from within the FBI itself. Ignitus's article, which further pushed the Trump-Russian collusion narrative, portrayed Flynn as undermining Obama's fresh Russian sanctions during his call with Kislyak. I hope I didn't crucify that man's name. The article also raised the possibility that Flynn had violated the Logan Act, an obscure 200-year-old law. Interestingly, it was Vice President Joe Biden who first suggested the, using the Logan Act against Flynn at the January 5th White House meeting with Comey. Flynn, who is believed to have been the one asking Comey, Comey probing questions about the dossier sources, 
appears to have been the intelligence community's first target in its effort to oust Trump. On January 19, 2017, the day before Trump's inauguration, Obama's top intelligence and law enforcement deputies met to talk about Flynn's conversation with Kislyak. Flynn would be sworn in as Trump's national security advisor on January 22, 2017, and was subjected to an ambush interview by S. at the behest of Comey two days later. Comey later bragged about the Flynn ambush having been his brainchild. Sting Attorney General Sally Yates increased pressure on the Trump administration regarding Flynn through a series of conversations with White House counsel Don McGahn. Yates told McGahn that she believed that Flynn was compromised with respect to the Russians. Flynn resigned on February 13, 2017, the same day that Yates' claim was published by the Washington Post. In 2020, declassified transcripts of Flynn's call with Kislyak revealed that Flynn never once talked about sanctions. Just like the dossier, the charges against Flynn had been fabricated. One other event transpired on January 12, the first renewal of the Carter Page fiscal warrant which had been based on the fabricated Steele dossier and claimed that Steele's source was Russian-based, when in reality he was a former Brookings Institution employee living in Washington, D.C. During a three-day period at the end of January 2017, Danshenko was eventually interviewed by the FBI. Danshenko said there were major inconsistencies between what he told Steele and what was in the dossier. Danshenko told the FBI that he had passed on bar talk and rumors to Steele and never intended for completely unverified information to be used in a dossier. Danshenko also admitted that he had never met the dossier's key source, who was alleged to be responsible for every major allegation against Trump including the well-developed conspiracy of cooperation between Trump and the Kremlin, that Russia passed hacked DNC emails to WikiLeaks and the infamous P-tape story. Because Denshenko was given CHS status by the FBI, proof that the Steele dossier was fabricated was completely shielded from congressional and other investigations. We know with certainty that Danshenko formally received official CHS status no later than March 2017. But we now also know from the newly discovered unused trial exhibit that the FBI had planned to extend CHS status to Danshenko well before he was even interviewed by the FBI. Efforts to ensnare Trump in a Russian collusion narrative received a major boost on February 22nd when the former president, George W. Bush, proclaimed, we all need answers on the Russian collusion allegations. Bush added that he trusted Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Richard Burr to decide whether a special counsel should be appointed. Then on March the 2nd, Trump appointed Attorney General Jeff Sessions recused himself from the Russia inquiry, dealing Trump a huge blow. Sessions implicably failed to access or even ask for evidence indicating whether the inquiry was legitimate. Sessions recused himself without ever finding out about Danshenko, that he had disavowed 
the dossier or that Steele had failed to provide any evidence despite being offered a million dollars for doing so. He hit back on March 4th when he famously wrote on Twitter that he knew that the Obama administration had spied on his campaign. Not knowing how much Trump knew, FBI leadership panicked. In direct response to the tweet on March 6th, the FBI sent three of its most senior officials, McCabe, Priestap, and S., to brief the DOJ on the FBI Trump investigation. Notes on the brief, by the way, if you're a young person, let this teach you that once you start a lie, it keeps growing. It doesn't stop. It keeps growing. It keeps accumulating. It keeps blossoming. It keeps growing and growing and growing and growing till it becomes a monster, a huge monster. That's what happens when you start a lie. It doesn't stop there, keeps going, and it keeps growing. All right? Having said that, where did I leave off here? Notes of the briefing, which included incoming officials from the Trump administration, were disclosed by Durham earlier this year, revealing that the FBI failed to mention Danshenko. Danshenko's disavowal of the dossier or the million-dollar offer to their DOG DOJ counterpart. Instead, they made it appear as if the dossier, which they referred to as Crown Reporting, had checked out and that the Russia collusion investigation was therefore going full steam ahead. Additional briefing notes from March 8th, which were also exposed by Durham, show that Comey himself subsequently lied to congressional leaders, the so-called Gang of Eight. Similar to the DOJ briefing, Congress was not told that Steele could not back up his dossier despite the huge reward offer and was also not told about Danshenko. The FBI's efforts culminated in Comey's March 20 public announcement that the Trump campaign was being investigated for Russia collusion. It was that announcement that opened the door to Mueller's appointment as special counsel. As with his previous non-public announcement, Comey concealed the dossier, and with it, the for his investigation had collapsed. It has been claimed by some media outlets that the dossier was not central to the allegations against Trump, but the intelligence community's efforts to ensnare Trump, the Carter Page Fisca application, as well as the March 6th and March 8th briefing notes all rely almost entirely on the dossier. Additionally, we know that Comey insisted that a summary of the dossier be attached to the ICA that was presented to Obama. These actions prove beyond any doubt that the case against Trump was based on on a fabricated document, on an outright lie, okay? The day after Comey's testimony on March 24th, then-House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Noonan Met, uh, met with a source following this meeting. Noons informed Trump that he believed Trump and his staff were illegally surve- surveilled and unmasked, a process of revealing redacted names of U.S. citizens that are incidentally collected during surveillance or intelligence gathering on foreigners. Noons demanded that the CIA, FBI, and NSA, 
disclosed the nature of the unlawful surveillance he had uncovered. For his efforts, an Essex investigation of Nunes was launched, and Nunes was forced to recuse himself from the Russia collusion investigation on April 6th. The next day, the Carter-Page fiscal warrant was secretly renewed, proving that Noon's claim was correct. During his entire tenure as House Intelligence Committee chairman, Noon's was never told about Danshenko, his CHS status, or the $1 million bounty. On May 9, 2017, Trump fired Comey from his position as FBI director, and McCabe became the acting director. Following Comey's firing, DOJ official Bruce Orr had a phone call with Steele, during which Steele expressed fears that they will be exposed because of Comey's firing. Steele was undoubtedly worried that without Comey covering for him, his dossier lies would be exposed. It is not known whether Steele was aware that the FBI had already successfully concealed Steele's collaborator, Danshenko, from any scrutiny or investigation. Several days later, on May 12th, Orr and Steele began a series of exchanges via text message with Orr conveying a request from McCabe that Steele be reengaged by the FBI. On May 16, Comey leaked memos about Trump to the New York Times through his friend, Columbia Law School professor Daniel Richmond. Comey would later admit that he did so in order to spur the appointment of a new counsel. You know, if you tell one lie and you tell another lie to cover it up and you tell another lie to corroborate the first lie, and you tell another lie to cover up the lie that you used to corroborate the first lie. Doesn't that just make you a big liar? Hmm, I was wondering about that myself. I really was. All right. The next day, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein appointed ex-FBI Director Robert Mueller as special counsel. As we can now see with hindsight, the FBI covered up Danshenko in early 2017. In doing so, they ensured that they could continue using the fabricated Steele dossier to justify their investigation of Trump and his associates while also ensuring that no one would find out about Danshenko. In turn, the appointment of Mueller ensured that the FBI's misdeeds were covered up. Significantly, the many efforts to ensnare Trump from the framing of Flynn to the media's relentless airing of dossier smears and the Washington establishment's push for a special counsel could not have happened had Danshenko not been hidden by the FBI. It was perhaps the most critical part of the effort, and as we have now learned, it happened much earlier than had been known. Woo! Part about the lake of fire. In the second death, wow. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning, how in the world did she just put these two things together? Georgia Democrat Stacey Abrams just connected fighting the country's inflation with expanding abortion access. Abrams was interviewing with MSNBC when she said children were an economic burden that exacerbates the financial tensions of inflation. Let's be clear. 
Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs, Abrams said. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating it out, she added. Abrams set the tone of the interview at the beginning by saying that abortion was an economic issue because women who birth children, they do not want to end up impoverished. Abortion is an economic issue, Abrams said. It's been reduced to this idea of a culture war. But for women in Georgia, this is a very this is very much a question of whether they're going to end up in poverty in the next five years because women who are forced to carry unwanted pregnancies end up within poverty. They're four times more likely to be impoverished in five years, she added. I hate to tell you all this, but um, an unrighteous sexual life does uh, affect your finances because it brings a curse on you. Hello, shall we continue? As you imagine, people responded quickly on social media. Can't believe this needs to be said, but ending a human life is not the solution for inflation, said Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. At Stacey Abrams, comments are simply outrageous and barbaric. The solution to the Democrats' inflation crisis is to abort more babies? Absolutely disgusting, Senator Rick Scott of Florida. Now, (laughs) Rick Scott's not my favorite person, but this time he said the right thing. The Democrat cure for inflation is to kill more children. These people are cartoonishly evil. They aren't even trying to hide it. Literal comic book villains at this point, Matt Walsh noted. How immoral and ridiculous a statement. Republican Chris Christie declared, Father, we have now presented to you uh, the adjudication for this evening. Thank you much. And... We request uh, that you respond to the ruling, to the request by giving your rulings. Amen? Brother Marshall, we're ready for you to pray. You've heard these situations. You know everything that everyone's thinking all over the earth simultaneously. You don't even need a big computer to keep up with it. You're smarter than the smartest person that ever built a single little chip in a computer. You know everything that's going on. There's nothing hidden from your face, nothing hidden from your eyes, Lord. All things are naked and open to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. But, Father, before we go pointing fingers at everybody else, and there's a lot of potential here for finger pointing, and appropriately so in some areas. But, Father... We know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we ask you first and foremost that we examine our own hearts and forgive us our own sins and our generational iniquities because it's because of the body of Christ. Father, that this nation has turned away. This nation has not been standing against 
that has been standing, but not as strongly as it could have been in many of the churches. Father got standing against the demonic uprising of this cult that's trying to take over this nation, Father God. A cult, a satanic worship cult, Father God. Because some of the people in the church have been more interested in what's comfortable for me. Or what, I don't want to be put out because, you know, I don't want to be uh, heading over to uh, point my fingers at, uh, you know, uh, uh, all the perverse things that are being done in the schools, Father God. We don't want to, we don't want to have to stand up against what's being done against the people in the public schools. Not just in the public schools, but the predominantly there, Father. It seems to be, I don't know. I'm definitely no expert in this, but you know everything, Lord. So when Daniel had to pray, Father God, he said, if we did, he did not present the situation before you for our righteousness, but for your great mercy, because we need your mercy, Lord. You said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, as we first of all get down on our knees and I cast all our cares on you, as we've been doing the James 4.10 thing, you lift us up in due season, Father, in due season. But first of all, we have to humble ourselves. We have to check out Psalm 51, like Pastor Sabrina and Brother Bill have referred to tonight, Father. Because <clears throat> King David realized when he did the nasty thing with Bathsheba, Father God, it wasn't just against Bathsheba's husband or against Bathsheba, <clears throat> or even against his own family or that temple of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> his body, but it was against you, Lord. For against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil, Father. Because my forefathers have been involved with some things. Some of them, they look good on the outside, but were they really involved with pharmacia, sorcery, and witchcraft when they were helping to bring uh, wagons during the, whatever it was, some conflict, civil war, whatever it was with, with medicines? Sounds like a nice thing to do, but... He said healing and deliverance is their children's bread. We need to be coming to you first, not running to the doctors, not running to uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, how to fix things, not going to the to the uh, school board's uh, demonically inspired agenda uh, to confuse the children, Father God. So they so confused, Father God, not just because of the COVID thing and the masks and all that stuff and the reduced oxygen just from wearing the masks. How about that? Even while they're doing... Uh, physical education or anything else, Father God, having to wear a mask, that did not help their learning one little bit. But that was not the main thing. Because you're not the author of confusion, but of pieces in all the churches of the saints. Way back when I went to school, I heard there were two sexes. And now they're a little bit confused about that. This certainly looks like this is Satan's um, little crew to bring in um, disruption of the predominant values of the nation, disruption of, Father God, of the ability to be at peace and to think calmly so we can learn. I knew, Father God, that when I tried to take a test, if I was anxious, if I was uptight, I didn't do as well as if I had studied and I was a little bit more relaxed, which didn't come easily for me, Father God. Schooling was not a, a snap for me, Father. But you took me through that. Your mercies are new every day. Every day, Father, every day. And we thank you for helping those students. I needed help, Father God, with my reading. Math wasn't as much of a struggle until I got to algebra, and that was a bit of a struggle. But, Father God, the reading was really a struggle, Father God. 
even to this day, Father God, I, I'm not as adept at reading and writing arithmetic as I would like to be, Father God, particularly understanding of grammar. So, Father God, we know we all have different strengths and different weaknesses, Father, but you don't make any junk, Father. And you know all these children that are struggling, they don't need to have people pointing their fingers at them saying, ah, you're just a lousy learner. How about the people making the decisions for the school boards? A lot of the people in the more conservative areas, it might have been Missouri or some places, they had the parents say, well, enough of this critical race theory, enough of all these distracting things, these things causing people to be distracted from learning how to read, how to do math, these distracting things trying to bring people into the uh, gay agenda, Father God, that Pat Holiday stood against so strongly. Kind of she knew it wasn't just about women's rights. She's all in favor of, of women having equal pay and all of that. She knew it was a bigger agenda. It was a bigger agenda, Father God. She knew, even before she was a Christian, that this was not good. And you honored her, Father God. She stood for the family. So, Father God, we thank you for those people, those, especially those mama bears in the, in the conservative areas, Father God, where it was, wherever it was, Iowa or, or Missouri or whatever, that went in and they, they said, no, we, we, we need new people in the school boards, and we're going to elect them. And they did. And they overturned a lot of that nonsense, Father God, that was trying to be shoved down the throats of the people from the district of corruption. Some people call it something else in Jesus' name. Some place that is not even technically a part of the United States of America under the original Constitution, Father God, in Jesus' name. So, Father, we ask, Father God, that you cause many, many people to wake up. We ask you to pour forth of your spirit, Father God, so we know we can't do this because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing, Marshall. None of us can do anything apart from you. We can't drool. We can't crawl. We can't do anything apart from you, let alone learn how to read or do anything else. So, Father, we ask you to pour forth of your spirit. We ask you to overturn the plans and wiles and schemes of the enemy. Because you said, if two of you on earth agree to search anything, we ask you, it shall be done to my Father, which is in heaven. And, Father God, we know you love the children, all the children. Yes, we all learned red and yellow, black and white. They're all precious in your sight because you look at the heart. Yes, you made the outside, too, and you, now that's nice. You made flowers different colors, and you make all kinds of trees and plants. But all the different plants, they have stamens and state whatever that thing, so they can reproduce. You can't reproduce, and Satan doesn't want people to reproduce. He doesn't like children. That's where he tried to kill the Jewish boys. And so we thank you for the, for the midwives standing up to protect the, 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 the Jewish ladies, the, the Israeli ladies that were giving birth, Father God, when, the, when Pharaoh, he wanted all those, those baby boys to be thrown into the river, sacrificed to the river gods, sacrificed to the crocodiles or whatever. And you gave Moses' mom supernatural boldness, Father God, to hang in there. She knew he was a quote-unquote proper child. And you had plans for him, Father God, and you drew him out of the waters, Father God, and then you were able to raise him up. And he learned a lot of the stuff about the Egyptians, but he had to learn how to be humble. He learned a lot of stuff for 40 years in Pharaoh's court. And he could have been a little god having all kinds of illicit sex and lots of money and fame and all the rest of it, like some of the people and some of the corporations and some of the governmental positions seem to like, even maybe in the three-letter agencies, Father God. And some of them may, may like that. Some of them may be blackmailed, but some of them may just like the things that go along with positions of power. But Moses stood in, in favor of fighting for his people, Father God. And then he had to go humble himself for 40 years in the desert. 40 years in the desert. 
And when he was 80, he was finally able to go in. Even then, his wife wasn't too sure about this circumcision thing. So you almost killed Moses. But his wife said, okay, 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 we'll circumcise him. Because why? You required the shedding of blood back then. Now it's by faith. We have to be circumcised in our heart. We have to look to the little red cup of juice and realize what the Lamb of God paid for us. And Father, Jesus paid that price for Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Innocent blood, as Judas called it in Matthew 27, 4, innocent blood. None of us were born with innocent blood. At least I certainly wasn't. I didn't even really see too much of a church that I could ever call a real church. I mean, I was taken to church a little bit as a kid, but my parents couldn't point me in that direction. They just sort of said, well, go to Sunday school, and they'll teach you something. <laughs> Some people send their kids off to Christian schools. They think, oh, they'll teach you how to be a Christian. You can't learn to be a Christian in a school Sunday school or a Christian school, you have to learn Jesus by the Holy Ghost opening the scriptures and Jesus speaking to us in our hearts, Father. So pour forth of your spirit, Father God. It's the Holy Ghost that changes us. It's the Holy Spirit that you pour forth, Father God. That's what you did in the beginning of Acts, the, the Acts chapter 2. You pour forth of your spirit when the church is all in agreement in one place. And what were they doing there? They, were, they knew Jesus had been raised from the dead. They, they saw him go up to heaven, and they eaten what some pastor said jokingly, you know, cornbread and, and catfish. I don't think they had catfish, but, but they had, they had uh, whatever it was, boiled fish and honeycomb, but according to the scriptures in the King James. So they ate with him. He physically was raised from the dead. He died physically. He didn't die spiritually, some of the false ministers say. Some of the false ministers that minister at a church I was at for many years used to worship that man. Oh, he's such a... He's done that. He's a multimillionaire. He's on TV. He must be a great Christian. I want to be just like him. Father God, we, we, we repent and renounce every spirit of idolatry of ministers and every other person in authority and positions that, oh, there's this so important. Because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And we repent and renounce all sins for us and those we can stand in for, including our forefathers and our personal sins, Father God, including every spirit of procrastination and selfishness and idolatry. And that's what... That brother who died in 1979 said, that's one of the main, Satan's main uh, favorite idols is self, the worship of self. But I want to get my hamburger. I want to get my cupcake. I want to get my Lamborghini. I want to get, that's what some of the people working on Planned Parenthood, why are they selling all these baby body parts? for? Oh, they want to save us some money so they can buy a Lamborghini. Lord, forgive us for allowing their children to be murdered and not standing up against them. Forgive us for allowing them to take the, the, the prayer out of schools. And we thank you for the people in the churches standing up. We thank you for the ones that Sabrina mentioned, Pastor Sabrina mentioned about back on October 6th, all those students all over the world, not just in Texas, that were praying on October 6th, and other people standing up in many different areas. You're waking up the body of Christ, and we thank you for waking up the body of Christ, Father God, so that the children can be delivered. The children can have peace so they can learn calmly. The children can have this, all this nonsense of, of mind scrambling removed and this, the spirits of ungodly mass psychosis removed makes it very hard to, to learn calmly if you're controlled by ungodly fear. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear we've all learned in Second Timothy 1.7, but the spirit of power and of love and of a 
sound mind. God wants us all, including the children, all boys and girls, to have a sound mind and not be led astray by perverted teachers who want to be dressed as drag queens and different things. Father God, we ask you to deliver all the children from all the distractions that would keep them from learning, not just in the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia, but all the states, all the nations, all the Commonwealths, Father God, and every nation, Father God, not just the United States. How about England? Well, Great Britain. How about all the nations, Father God, all the so-called Western nations? Because why? They seem to be singling out people of Christian faith. Why would they do that? They don't want people to get together because a lot of people don't understand the power of communion. A lot of people don't understand the power of corporate prayer. A lot of people don't understand the, the power of hearing the word of God because faith cometh by hearing. Yes, God has given to everyone the measure of faith, but we have to receive the faith. We have to receive, we have to hear the word of God. And then people can believe. We have to receive his blood sacrifice. We have to realize, oh, wait a minute. This was done for me, even while I couldn't care a hoot about who Jesus was. I didn't know any of these people were the Pastor Sabrina was talking about not too long ago, Danchenko or all these different people. I didn't care about any of these people, Father God, but you care about every one of them. And we pray for those who despitefully use us, Father, including those in the so-called second government or deep state or whatever you want to call it, those that are controlled by the global elite, Father God, the international bankers, the so-called private central banks that are not federal. They're not really part of the nations, any nation. They're part of a global elite that want to control people through their money. So, Father God, we, and the people are using money. How they wanted to buy this guy off for a million dollars. Hey, come up with some more evidence. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So, Father, we ask you, to, you have exposed it. And we've been praying according to that. Even Sabrina read a couple of those scriptures from, from Mark uh, 4.22 tonight, Father God, even as we've been reading in, in, in Mark recently, Father God. And we thank you. Jesus can't lie. He said it's going to be exposed, and it is coming exposed. We thank you for Durham bringing these things to light. You're using different people in different places. We thank you for some of the justices, or actually some of the judges are actually starting to say, wait a minute, this stinks. I need to bring it to, I need to uh, rule on this. But there's nothing hid that shall not be manifest, neither anything hid that shall be kept secret, that it should come abroad. So we ask you for divine intervention and adjudication for all these things. The perverse things have been done by the school boards to keep the kids from learning. The perverse things have been done by those people that were put there from the, whatever you want to call them, those people from the federal level, Father God, trying to impose things on the state levels, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you for bringing everything to light. That long, long section that, that Sabrina read about, most of us heard that it was all fabricated, all just trumped up, <laughs> trumped up lies against Trump, Father God, including all of James Comey's doings, Father God, in Jesus' name. All the things to frame, to frame uh, what was his name, General Flynn, and, and the, the, the other fellow, what was his name, who briefly was able to start to expose it, but he had to, had to step aside. His, oh, oh, I had to step aside because, because you know, they're, you know, they're going to say, I, you know, I have a vested interest in, in pushing it in a different direction. It's, it's too political. I'm just going to redact myself and say, oh, I can't. I can be involved, I, in, including the, the ones that don't even look into the source. Oh, Nunes, that was his name. Nunes de, uh, demanded the CIA, FBI, and NSA disclose the nature of the unlawful surveillance that he had uncovered. So, Father God, why was he shut up? Oh, because they're very high levels, very, very high levels. Not just the CIA, not just these three-letter agencies, Father God. The people that are controlling those at the top of those agencies, Father God, 
You know the pyramids. These people love pyramids, Father God. That's why they got the little little pyramid on the dollar. Kind of about that. They love pyramids. They love this all-seeing eye. They love sacrificing children. They love Halloween time. They love this dark month. And we bind that spirit of darkness and perversion and every spirit of greed and corruption in Jesus' name, every spirit of covetousness and every spirit of having their hands out for bribes and money and perversion, Father God. And you warned us in the section that, that Sabrina read and that Brother Bill uh, posted tonight about the whole section in, um, uh, where was that, in, in 1 Samuel 8, where, when the people de- wanted to have, they really demanded to have a king. And you're not too pleased with that because you're the king, Jesus. You're the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The king of Israel is the very word of God. But they didn't want that king. They rejected you. Father, forgive us for rejecting the king of kings and going along with worshiping little kings. Little kings. And not saying that Trump is all bad and Biden's all bad. They're not all bad. They're not all good either. Only God is good. Jesus says that over in Mark chapter 10. Maybe we haven't gotten there yet, but Mark chapter 10, around verse 18. So, Father, we know only God is good. But great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. You came in the flesh, Lord Jesus. And why did you do that? Because you had to defeat the devil. And you did. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest. He might destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. And you did, because you said, Father, I finished the work thou gavest me to do. For as much then as the children partakers of flesh and blood, he himself, the Lord Jesus himself, likewise took part of the same, that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. He doesn't have the power of death. He can't hurt us. He can't touch us if we're hidden in Jesus. If we've repented, genuinely repented of all of our sins. And sometimes this is an ongoing thing. That's why the scripture says in First Corinthians 15, I die daily. That's what communion is about. It's about being wrapped in his blood stripes, being wrapped because we identify with his death for us. We think of that death that you paid for each one of us. And so, Satan, you're subject unto us in Jesus' name from our position, seat in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, Proverbs 18, 10, the end of Psalm 91, because he set his love upon me. We love you, King Jesus. We love you, Abba. We love you, Holy Ghost. Because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And Christ is our life in Colossians 3, 4. And you have the power of an endless life in Hebrews 7, 16. So since Christ is our life, we know we've received the gift of eternal life because we drink into one spirit with you, Lord. He's joined unto the Lord as one spirit. For it's not by mine, it's not by power. It's by your spirit, Lord, that we triumph over the devil. Satan, you're bound. Everyone, every mind-blinding spirit, every spirit of greed, corruption, every ungodly spirit of Zeus, every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, coming against all those who have been interceding for him, in Jesus' name, perpetually, continually bound, including this dear lady, Stacey Abrams. Lord, Father, if you can save her soul and deliver her from speaking lies, because you know you warned us about speaking lies. Not only over in the scriptures that Sabrina alluded to just a little bit before we started praying together, Father God, according to your word in Matthew 18, 18, 19, and 20, you said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. If two of you on earth agree with anything you ask, it shall be done to my fathers in heaven. So we, Father God, you warned us, of, where is that, in uh, Revelation 21, 8, 
And it's a very sobering one little scripture there, 21.8. But the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers. Mm, some people murder with their tongues. Some people will murder otherwise. Some people murder with other things. Pharmacia, sorcery, witchcraft, bullets, and other things. Poisons. Venom. The whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part. All liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth in fire and brimstone, which is what? Of the second death. Father God, none of us want to go for the second death. We'd rather, because the point of man wants to die, but then the judgment. All these people, Stacey Abrams, all these people are going to have to stand before that throne of judgment, Father God, including those in every nation, Father God, that are doing things that are displeasing to you, Father. And Father God, and there's something, our battle, I know our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and power, spiritual wickedness in high places, Father God. There was a what I thought was the most important prayer I put in the uh, prayer room in a long, long time, maybe years, because I got a call from a dear sister in Christ who is a Palestinian Christian, and she mentioned about uh, an attack uh, uh, in Nablus, Father God. Father God, we ask, Father God, for your adjudication every one of these situations. And I noticed that that prayer request that I put in was taken down or it disappeared, whatever. But we pray, Father God, that you deliver all those that can be delivered.